Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Down the block, Andrew's gone. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Every few weeks, I'm lucky enough to be invited onto the Across the Park uh, show. It is on the radio station 2, sir, the number 2 S-E-R. Uh, join the three boys there, have a big chat about all things Rugby League. This week, we took a deep dive into State of Origin, and then we spoke about some of the games coming up this weekend, and also uh, just a bit of a mid-season debrief on how the competition is shaping up as it stands. Three champion fellas uh, that love their sport and love to have a bit of a light-hearted chat about it. So make sure you check them out across the park on the radio station 2, sir. 2-S-E-R. Make sure you check them out, guys. I'll hand it off to the boys now. Hello and welcome to Across the Park, a very multi-award-winning sports show. I'm Joel Cassam and joining me to talk about all things State of Origin are my dear friends, Mick Rad, Rowan Fitzpatrick, and the Rugby League Guru, Wesley. Of course, the live audience. Yes. <laughs> I had to find out where they were and then they can clap when I can see them. <laughs> they, look for my, they, they look for my cue. Good. Which is letter Q. I got nothing. Hello, everyone. Hey. How are we? G'day, boys. Welcome. Welcome. Good to have you back on the show, Mr. Guru. Uh, is, can I call you Mr. Guru? What can I call you? Very formal, <laughs> but let's run with it. <laughs> so good. Uh, thanks for having uh, me yeah, on again, boys. On. It's um, it's that exciting time of the year where not only we sort of got the cold weather coming on, we're sort of halfway through the season, we sort of know what the lay of the land is. The bloody origin is here, and it's it's always that most exciting time of the year before the first state of origin, where everyone just doesn't quite know what's going to happen in the in the series. We're all pumped. The team's been announced, and now we're just talking about it until they bloody run out next week. Yeah. Yeah, no the uh, the teams came out the other day. A couple of uh, a couple of shocks in there. A few uh, disappointed boys around uh, the state in blue. But uh, yeah, mate, it's, it's, the week leading up to it's just unreal. All the chat and everything. It's it's uh, I wouldn't say it's better than the game, but it's uh, the the gap between them isn't as big as it should be. 
<laughs> Before we get into the picks and all that sort of stuff, I walked past Rebel Sports just the other day, and there was a big New South Wales Blues <laughs> promotion. Yep. And who was there? Oh. Josh at a car in the photo for the promo. Like, I mean, oh, we'll get to it because he wasn't picked, but like, we obviously did this promo a lot earlier, but Mark, what a fail. That is terrible. <laughs> Really? That's yeah, awful. Yeah. Why not just wait? <laughs> I guess I just like, have to pick. They have to go, well, he's been in there pretty consistently for quite a while. Yeah. He's not playing terribly. Let's just put him in the promo. But what if, like, um, injuries? Yeah, I know. Anything? Yeah. It's, it's like, go, go for the coach. At least you know the coach is going to be there. <laughs> no one. No one Mate, no one, Freddie. He might not show up just quietly. He might just call it a day. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's uh, we'll start off with the teams because there is a few uh, absolute. Well, what's the word? Shocks. Yeah. I'm shocked and appalled. Uh, appalled. Okay. <laughs> I guess each Tupo. Tupo is playing instead of Adakar. Look, like, don't get me wrong. Tupo, good height. You know, decent player for a long, long time. But really, really, instead of Adakar, I just do not get that pick. It is a strange one. Um, I'm with you, and I think most people are in the same boat, uh, particularly Bulldogs fans. <laughs> <laughs> How do you reckon Adakar's going at your, your doggies this year? Like, obviously, maybe not as great as at the Storm, but you know he's still scoring tries. Like he knows where to how to how to run. He knows where the try line is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. You know? I, I think it's um, given uh, light to Adakar's leadership. Uh, you hear him a lot. Like I went to the game at Belmore the other week. He's just getting the boys in line. You're hearing more about like the on-field leader, the one percenters, the stuff like you don't know about for, apart from scoring tries that is really highlighted his kind of leadership qualities at the Bulldogs. Yeah, right. So I, I, that's probably part and parcel of you know origin, leading the boys around, getting involved. Guru, do you have kind of any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think Josh has been uh, very hard done by, and mate, I agree with you. I haven't been to any Canterbury games live, but I quite often find if you listen carefully, you can actually hear him in the background of the commentary. Sometimes yelling and screaming at the boys, and that's uh, it's very rare for a winger. You you do not see that um, all that often, and I think you know it, it's a very similar situation. Nick Kotrick, he arrived there last year as a kangaroo, um, and then wasn't even in the conversation for state of origin or anything like that. He's found his way back down to Canberra already, so um, it does make it tough when you're in sides that are struggling. But Fox, I don't think he deserved to be dropped, but I also think Daniel Tupu is a supreme winger, and I know he'll do a job. Um, but you have a look at Josh Adokar. I mean, he didn't score a try in the first month, um, and he still scored seven tries this year. And that, So that's essentially in <laughs> yeah. the last five weeks. So, mate, he's not in good form. He, he, he had a pretty average game the other day against the Dragons, I thought, but I reckon he'd already been uh, tapped on the shoulder, and I, I think it just got in, in his head a little bit, the poor bugger. But it's tough because, and I'm sure you'll talk about it, you've got Josh Adokar who's missed selection, and you sort of think he's done a job in the past, and then there's guys like Tariq Sims in this team who – I look at it and go, he's solely in there because he's done a job in the past. So it's, yeah. it sort of seems to be one rule for one and one for others, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And, of course, uh, Freddie's mate, Jack Whiten, gets into the starting team in the centres. I, I, I don't know what those two have going on. They must just, <laughs> they just get along, I guess. Um, and uh, and Whiten's at three, and you got uh, Stephen Crichton in, um, number one on the bench. That could have gone either way. I, I, but Wyden, I guess, can play a lot of, lot of spots. So they put him in the center and, and he's going to team up with Stags. Center just seems to be a bit, bit of a tough choice for New South Wales. I think, Always. you know, when Latrell's not around, they just don't quite know who, who to chuck where. Yeah. But I, I heard talking about on podcast during the week about, 
you know, who to pick on which side. And that's always been a thing as well. In Origin, players are often playing on the opposite side to where they're usually playing uh, week to week. Um, but they've decided to keep the, the Penrith boys. Uh, well, you've got, you're going to have Toho on his usual wing. Do you reckon it's important in Origin to try and focus on playing players where they used to be playing? Guru, like they haven't in the past. They used to, they've chucked players all over the shop. But do you think it makes a difference? Oh, for, for me, I think it does. I would ideally like to pick guys on their best side. But, mate, that's the other beauty of Josh Adokar. He's played both sides in State of Origin, and he's been the best winger on the field mm. on both sides. So that was another thing that I sort of worked – I thought um, worked in his favour. And, yeah, I, I, obviously Daniel Tupu, I think they've picked him because of his height. But, I mean, boys, when, when was the last time you sat there and thought, geez, Josh Adokar's not great in the air? No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's almost yeah, like you're, you're fixing a problem that you don't have yet and you've never had before. Um, yeah. Well, once again, though, I'd like D- Daniel Tupu has been a supreme winger for a very long time. He just doesn't. He's not the, always in social media. He's not always, you know, the the guy bouncing around change rooms like Josh Adokar. So you don't see as much of Daniel Tupu, but and he really hasn't put a foot wrong in the last ten years. I would have picked Fox, but I'll, I don't have a problem with Tupu um, getting an opportunity there. He will do a job. Mm. Back to the centres that you were talking about, Mick. Yeah. Uh, I personally think before kickoff, Jack Whiten onto the bench and Crichton will go oh, to the centres yeah. because Crichton, like, Crichton is a specialist centre. That's his role. Whereas Jack Whiten, as you said, uh, has been around the New South Wales team for a while and he's always, he can fill in pretty much anywhere. And when he plays State of Origin, he does play well. You reckon freeze Foxen to... Yeah. Pun, pun intended. Yeah. Um, you reckon he's <laughs> I mean, do you train all week just putting both players in the centers and then just let Queensland I reckon know, be Jack unsure? He's gonna go anywhere. All right, all right. We want, what do you want to bet something? No, I don't. No. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, maybe. You reckon Freddie could do that? You reckon he could change it up last second, Guru? No, I don't think it's last second. I think it's planned. Okay. <clears throat> and then come but, game but what about during the week? Like when they're training? Like how do what they do it? how do they not give it away? Oh, yeah. Well, mate, that's the thing for me. That That's what makes me think he will run it. I mean, um, if you have a look at where they're training at the moment, it's at Coogee Oval. You can sit in the Maccas and watch them train from across the road. So, uh, there's, not, there, there's no secrets in rugby league anymore. If this was a general club game and there was another eight games that weekend, you might be able to get away with it. But mate, I, I guarantee you in these state of origin camps, Queensland, they would have people hovering around Coogee Oval all week, as will uh, the New just, South Wales camps. Just up so, on Maccas. Yeah, well, mate, there's... I just don't think... I think it's too hard to keep those secrets anymore. The thing they have got, at least, is that if they play Stephen Crichton, you know, not much changes for him. He's got Jerome Luai inside him. He's got Brian Toto outside him. So we could yeah. see a late change. But for me, if the, if that's what Freddie's whole plan is here, for me, it's just classic outthinking the room, I think. What about the Queensland side? What are your thoughts on the Queensland side? Yeah, I um, I liked it. I'm very nervous. Uh, I look at the Queensland side over the last few years, and I've always gone into it thinking uh, a lot of these guys aren't in form. The Queenslanders are picking them based on what they've done in the past, whereas this year um, they're all in form. I mean, if you think back to last year, we were sitting there with Latrell Mitchell and Turbo in the centres, and they had... Val Holmes playing out of position. They had Kurt Capewell, who was a second rower. And I just remember thinking, they are going to be screwed in the back in, in the centres for so many years to come. We now get to game one this year. And personally, I think I'd rather their centres than ours. They, they are killing it at the moment. Val Holmes yeah. and Dane Gagai, they've just been uh, sensational. So it's crazy how how quickly it can turn. And 
I think we might have been uh, a little bit too blessed with uh, Turbo and and Latrell last year. We, we, we were saying on the Bloke in a Bar podcast this week, like, you could take both of them and their performance last year and put them in any series ever, and they probably get man of the series. That's how good both of them were. Uh, so it's going to mm. be a huge test for the Blues because I, I really do rate this Queensland side. What about starting uh, Harry Grant on the bench? Do you think is this another is this another trick? Will uh, Mr. Slater put Harry Grant to start? But just quickly, Ben Hunt? Hunt was man of the match in Game Three last he year. He was, yeah, which um, is probably why he'll and start he's and he's playing good this year. I mean, as much as I hate to say it, <laughs> you, you know, Ben Hunt just keeps keeping on. Yeah, um, and Harry Grant can't quite get his head in there, but yeah, I, I don't think they'll change it. I think, no, I think yeah, Hunt's, Hunt's going to be there. I'll shut up then. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm pretty Um, confident they will run out with that side. As you said, Ben Hunt, amazingly, he's leading the Daly M medal count at the moment, and I think he's playing in his wrong position in club land. I think he's a better hooker than a halfback. So I I think Queensland have made a really smart decision here. Uh, Harry Grant's had a flu all week. He's only just gone into camp. He's got uh, got an issue with his groin as well. So I think you'll see them run out with Benny Hunt to start. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, oh, I love the pick of um, Selwyn Cobbo on the week as well. Like, this kid's coming out of nowhere yeah. and just nailing. Like, it just looks so exciting. And to get a, a run at Origin early stage is, is a big, big call. But I reckon, it'll go, I reckon it'll go really well. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, just keep that form rolling. And that's what he'll do. <laughs> that's what I think. Uh, what about Billy Slater? Okay. This is his first time coaching. Coach the Queensland side. Yes. Can he coach? Can he coach? I don't know. Do you have to be much of a coach in Origin? I don't know. Do you, the players are all like top flight players. Yeah, he might get some set players sort of, you know, but everyone knows what to do. Mm. It's just a matter of hoping those combinations work out. Yeah. I don't know. What do you, what do you reckon? Do you reckon Origin coaching is hard or is it easy? Easy. Mate, I remember going into last year's Origin Series and Paul Green was the coach and I was just so full of confidence because I, I, could, I could just picture those moments before they run out and Paul Green's the last voice that they hear and I just sort of thought, that doesn't do it for me. Um, but, mate, you think about next Wednesday night, before they run out, the backs, they're going to hear from Billy Slater, the forwards are going to hear from Cameron Smith and the halves are going to hear from Jonathan Thurston. Those three guys are going to be in those change rooms and, honestly... That's what scares me the most because these are three yeah. guys that these guys grew up as kids watching win eight in a row. They are rock stars to all these guys, you know. So that that's what scares me. That's why I honestly think they put, they picked Paul Green last year knowing there's no way we can back up and win again after 2020. It was almost like a sacrifice, I think, to give Slater another year to be ready. <laughs> oh, maybe you're right. Like, you're giving me flashbacks to that eight in a row and, and it's killing me <laughs> to think that they could do it, like kill us again from a coaching from the other side of the window, like yeah, I, I, I yeah, you've got me scared. Oh, <laughs> I know. Well, I know can I, I uh, can I just throw one more at you? you? You think about Billy Slater, and you know, coaching is all about passing on knowledge. Essentially, um, you have a look at you know some so, some of the best players in our game right now. Ryan Pappenhausen, obviously, he's the fullback at Melbourne. Billy's been working with him for a few years. Uh, before he was working with Ryan Pappenhausen, he was working with a guy named Scott Drinkwater who I think has really turned the Cowboys around this year. Um, Nico mm. Hines at the Cronulla Sharks, another guy that was a fullback at the Melbourne Storm under Billy Slater, learned from him. Um, and Jerome Hughes did yeah. the exact same thing, as did Cameron Munster when he came into first grade. So, Billy, he's got a tendency to be able to get the very best out of guys. And if he can't, I'm sure Cam Smith or JT will do a pretty pretty damn good job in those sheds. 
yeah, you think you're right, far out. That's that's it's it, it does make a whole new complexion to the game because I, I I've never really linked coaches to success in Origin. I always put it down to the players, but I guess maybe they have more influence than I than I'm really giving them credit for. That's a worry. What about the forwards? Who's got the better forward pack here? I like the Blues forward I pack. I think I do as well. Uh, and it's pretty consistent from last year as well. But you're chucking in, you know, Payne Haas in there now, we, along with um, Apollo, of course. Cook, uh, look, I think Cook's not been having a great year. Um, I, I, but he's done a job in the past. So I yeah. think he'll do great in origin. You know, he, he just he scoots from dying half are uh, unbelievable. And, of course, Yo's is having a Big team with Isaiah Yo. Yep. Is yeah, just huge. Yeah, there's um, points there. But I, I look like we talk about Tarek Sims. I'm not sure if he really deserves that spot, but but um, Ryan Madison waiting for a run as well. Yeah, that's right, a Rick, yeah, it's going to be. I, I'm Madison. I'm obviously in a meals tragic, but <laughs> I'm so glad Madison's getting a go because um, he's been out of his skin for power this year, just really just running hard and loving loving his game. So good reward for him. How do you reckon that that compares, Guru, to the, like, we're comparing benches now. Like, which team, New South Wales or Queensland, has the most kind of impact in terms of, like, the bench? Like, midway through, like, 20 minutes, you know, it's been going hard. Who's going to, whose bench do you reckon is going to come on and impact the game more than the other? Mate, they're two really interesting um, benches because, obviously, like, um, Harry Grant coming off the bench, he's the only real guy that's on the bench that, you know, when he comes on, the game will completely change. Whereas Stephen Crichton, like, he will come on, but he'll probably jump into left centre. It might mean that he'll get 15 touches when he's on the field. Whereas Harry Grant, he'll touch the ball upward of 70 to 60, you know, 60, 70 times, somewhere around that mark. So he'll have a huge impact. But for me, the guy you just mentioned, Ryan Madison, mate, what he's doing off the bench for Parramatta at the moment, I, I genuinely think there's a good chance that he will be a bench player for Parramatta, New South Wales and Australia by the end of the year. He is just going... So well. Um, I love Regan Campbell-Gillard too off the bench. The thing that I love about this New South Wales bench, you got Liam Martin. He's a bit of a shorter body. Then you got Regan Campbell-Gillard who's like a taller sort of frame. He's very different to the other two front rowers that we've got in Payne Haas and um, mm. Junior Paulo. And then you've got Ryan Madison who muscles on muscles just swallowing Jim <laughs> for dinner. Yeah. yeah. So I, I really like the New South Wales bench and I, I feel sorry for a guy like Jake Travojevic who missed out, but I think you can see... Freddie is going for yeah. leg speed through the middle, and um, I, I think yeah. that's where the Blues will win it. I think the Queensland bench is good, but Lindsay Collins, who's coming off an ACL last year, he's not back to um, his his best fitness, in my opinion. And Jeremiah Nanai, he's an absolute freak. He can just do things that other guys can't. Um, but I, I would rather have Maddo and Liam Martin. They've got a bit more sting in them uh, through the middle. So personally... I think it'll be really close to the first 25 minutes, but then I think you'll see the Blues bench start to have a real impact when they get on the field. They've just got to contain Harry Grant. That's the key to it. Yes. Uh, All right. Well, we can talk a little bit more State of Origin, then we might get into some... Because we're halfway through the NRL season, so I think we're going to... Can I just uh, talk about Origin in general? Yeah. This is 40 years this year since the first three-game series back in '82. Now I'm all six years old. I'm eighty two, and, and I what sixty years old? No, six. <laughs> anyway, I I go back and I used to watch Origin on a black and white TV oh, in my Mick. room. Yeah, no, seriously, this is, I'm like, I'm, that sounds like I'm old, but I am. And I, but I'm not eighty two. I probably, I reckon the first Origin I watched was probably around eighty five or so. But I still was on a black and white TV, and we're talking the old 
big leather ball in the wet. You know, you've got your, your classic 80s players, of course, the Sterlings and your Kennys and your Lewis's. And your, it, it was just the classic, classic origin period. That's what, that's why origin is still going strong because of those all the early days, because of those huge rivalries um, that origin had over the years. Um, what about you, Guru? What's your sort of earliest memories of origin? And why do you think it's just such a, a important part of the league season? Yeah, mate, I, I, it's hard to put my finger on why it's so important. It's actually, it's bizarre to think about why this rivalry has just become so important. Like, you can't quite put your finger on what it is. And, you know, there's a lot of conversations every year about little things we should change to Origin. And to me, I don't know what it is about Origin, but it is just so perfect. I don't know an, about another rivalry where you get guys that come from different clubs and the players change every single year and this rivalry just lives on across 40 seasons. Like, it's just... Unbelievable. I was thinking about my earliest memories, mate. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm such a rugby league nerd that I've watched so much of these old State of Origin tapes. It's hard for me to remember which ones I actually watched as a kid, which ones I didn't. But <laughs> I'll, <clears throat> I'll tell you a little yarn. The first Origin game I ever went to was 2004, and uh, Brad Fittler, he came out of re- retirement. He uh, he charged the ball down, Ooh. and it sat up, and he scored. Uh, and I loved Freddie as a kid. I <clears throat> I still do, to be fair. And um, I, I'll never forget, that's when they were wearing those Wizard Home Loans jerseys with the orange across the chest. And um, there was a kid in my class, his name was James, and his old man was uh, Mark Boris. Mm-hmm. So he was the owner of Wizard Home Loans. Oh. Right? So <laughs> I'll never forget, I went to that Origin game and saw Freddie score that try. It was incredible. And then we had footy training the next afternoon and uh, my, my dad used to coach our team. <laughs> Anyway, we all get down there, you know, in our, in our jerseys for our club or T-shirts or whatever. Anyway, this young Boris bloke, uh, he comes and sits with the rest of us and we all sort of look over and, yeah, he, he, he had a New South Wales jersey on and we go, oh, that's nice, you know, that they were pretty, you know, well off, etc. Um, anyway, he stands up, he walks away and it had the uh, number six on the back and I was like, oh, yeah, Freddie fan, fair enough. And then I got up close to the jersey he was wearing Brad Fittler's last ever State of Origin oh, jersey to oh, training oh, the next day. Kidding. <laughs> and I remember I had Mark come on the podcast <clears throat> about six months ago and I told him that story and, and he said to me, mate, I've been looking for that jersey for 20 years. I've got no idea <laughs> where it is. <laughs> oh, no, he's lost it. I think he lost it. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, how do you? Oh, I can't believe that. You know the jerseys, how they have like those special grip things. I remember sort of like putting my hand on James's jersey and going, oh, "Good God, this is not a Rebel Sport kit. This one, this is, <laughs> this is the real McCoy. This unbelievable." Oh, fantastic! Um, yeah, I, 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 those old games are just such great ones to remember. What about you, Ron? You got any early memories that you remember? It's probably around that same kind of period when I like I first started watching, like really, really kind of watching footy on the early two thousand. So it's you know the Wizard jerseys mm-hmm. you know it's the fitler hindmarsh you know all those that gaznia like those early yeah. 2000s i mean joey like those yeah. incredible Turn early again. 2000 yeah, black blues performances i just kind of meld into kind of one memory but yeah it's that jersey and you know joey and mm-hmm. from always always nathan hindmarsh his long hair i don't know why that sticks <laughs> with me but yeah yeah, those those early two thousand and his big teams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the full moon of Hindy. Yeah, <laughs> I think for me it was. Uh, I remember a lot of rain. I remember it rained a lot through State of Origin. Yeah, when I was younger That's through the nineties. I remember playing. I mean, I was a, I'm a Tigers fan, so backdoor Benny and and Wayne Pierce mm-hmm. watching these guys carve up was always great. Well, I mean that obviously that shot of Benny Elias, you know, covered in blood. Yeah, you know, one of the greats. Series and, oh, 
yeah, like he was, he's one of those players, and, and you think about it, who always just stood up for Origin. That's what Origin's all about. Players might not be having regular, regular season games going okay, but they go to Origin, and just it's like another level, and they just perform. And sometimes that's enough for you to get back for next year. Yeah, <laughs> if you're good enough this year, you come back next year. Uh, love it. Can't wait. All right, before we move on to RL, everyone, who wins game one and why? Blues by. Didn't ask by how much. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, no, go on. How much? I think we've we've said it. Why? I think I think the bench and four pack basically will win it for yep. for us this time. Well, usually I'd say the backs, but I think this year it's going to be the four pack. It's going to mm-hmm. win it for us, mm-hmm. and the, and the utilities on the bench. Yep. Rowan yeah. lose as well. I think yet. Yeah, obviously, we're missing Troll and Turbo. If Troll and Turbo in the team, I'd say we win hands down. Like like fully confident. Bit more of a level playing field. We're at Brett Holmes, Sydney. So yeah, going lose. All right, you guru. I'm going to go the Blues by seven, mate. I think a uh, Nathan Cleary. I think he'll have a big game and kick a field goal at the back end. Oh, yeah, nice, very nice. I can see something similar to, similar to game one last year. I can see it just New South Wales just blowing Queensland out of the park like that. But no idea, it, it, unexpected win, a big win, <laughs> confidence. I love it. Yeah. All right, so we're halfway through the season. Yes. NRL season. It's by time. There's only four bloody games this week. Four games this weekend. I haven't done my tips. Ron and I were just talking about it. They mm. are exceptionally hard, I think, because of all the players out. But Will that's... the Bulldogs beat the Panthers with the Panthers <laughs> having no team? That's the big – I can't – I don't know who to tip. Like – Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. I mean, it's in Penrith. That's all they do. Penrith are still Penrith. Yeah. But you reckon the Bulldogs can get them? Uh, I'd like to think so, but I'm not confident. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're missing a lot of people. But they've still got – Talent and Targo and Happy Coruscant's coming yeah. back, and their forward pack is still the same, and they're doing incredible things. So, you know who they don't have? Matt Burton. And you know who does have Matt Burton? <laughs> we do. <laughs> That's what. Add a car for a hat trick? Oh, add a car, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Even if you lose a game, you still call it store, score a hat trick. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yes. How? What are we thinking about these teams so far? The top eight. Pretty much set, I think, not since uh, – it's only been once in the NRL era that a team outside the eight at the halfway point has gone on to win. So you'd pretty much think – Really? Yeah, it was West Tigers. Uh, <laughs> you'd have to think that uh, nine and below probably out. What about this top eight? Well, you, uh, you're talking about the ones that aren't quite in the eight. You're talking about Manly Raiders and Dragons are on the edge of the eight. But you've got Rabbitohs, Sharks and Roosters you know, who are. Obviously, the biggest surprise packet of this whole year, and we we talked about this at the start of the season, who was going to be in, in the running. Mm-hmm. I had Cowboys and Bulldog and Broncos pretty much second last and last. Yeah, my tips. And the Cowboys are just ever since that win over Para up at Darwin, mm-hmm. Cowboys have just been on this hot streak, and they're looking bloody great. So that that's for me is just the huge the hugest news of the whole season for me. And the Broncos fourth, like I just didn't expect them to be clicking like this, but that that they're already showing that I don't know that they. I, I hate to, yeah, I don't know. Why are the Broncos going on so well? I don't know. I hate the Brighton Broncos, but they, um, they, they're playing pretty well. So I don't know. I hate the fact that the Storm and Panthers are just fighting it out at the top, but, you know, we'll probably end up with the same grand final, those two guys. I don't know. But mm-hmm. yeah, Parra will hang in there. Roosters will hang in there, and then we'll just see what happens. What, what are your surprises? Uh, well, I don't think I have any surprises really, aside from, of course, um, Brisbane and Cowboys, like you said. Uh, I think Cowboys, their defense, and plus, I don't know, Scott Drinkwater just having a blinder. Mm. Those, the combination of those two things, their forwards, it, they, they look good. 
but uh, I think one trip to New South Wales so far this year, and they got smashed by Penrith 22 nil. It's not yeah. so they've got a few more games down this way. I didn't realize that the grand final will have to be down here. Yeah, I think they've played everything in Queensland and yeah. Darwin. Yeah, yeah, right, right. There was one, um, in Can- one in Canberra, was there? Oh, okay, Canberra. There yeah. you go. So yeah, coming down here and playing a few games, and then of course the finals. Well, depending on where they are. Mm. Yeah. Um, Brisbane, I think Adam Reynolds has done a fantastic job straight away with them. Uh, Selwyn Cobbo as well just is like a freak out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, but for them, I think the Payne Haas saga will probably continue for a few more weeks and that might hurt. And Adam, again, while he's such a fantastic player, is also very injury prone. Mm. Has a few games already this year. Okay, they've won without him, but finals time, I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's all right. I just. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Sharks, I don't know about. They're, uh, they started they're, out they're so very great. up and down. I, I thought they were going to be contenders early in the season. And yeah. They're, just, they're sliding already. Uh, Nico Hines, when he's gone, they win. Not they seem to struggle. Uh, the Roosters is another one. The Roosters are at that team. They're just always there in the top eight. I remember they started the season poorly. When's the last time they didn't make a top eight? I, I, I wouldn't know. Be a Good, long time. You know, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, they. I think it would have been about 2016, 2017. Uh, but since then, oh, really? yeah, they, they've, yeah, it, it's been a long time. They had a, they had a year or two. There was a year where Mitchell Pierce got suspended. Uh, and they struggled, but outside of that, they've pretty much been top eight every year, if not top four, realistically. How have you seen the first half of the season? Yeah, it's been incredible. You mentioned, obviously, that the Cowboys got a lot of limelight there. Honestly, if you would have said to me at the start of the season at round 12 they were third last, I would have said that's probably a good achievement because I had them second last or dead last. <laughs> so to see them third on the ladder is incredible. Um, you obviously mentioned that they, I don't think they've won a game outside of Queensland so far this year, so that's going to really test them. You mentioned the Sharkies too. They haven't won a game outside of Sydney um, this year as well. They pretty much haven't won a game outside of Shark Park, essentially. So uh, one to keep an eye on there. Brisbane, obviously Adam Reynolds, he comes to mind straight away. The thing that stands out for me, and I put it down to the impact of Adam Reynolds, is how well they play even with Adam Reynolds out. I mean, the, like yeah. when you see how well he's went in the first few weeks and then for him to be out the last three weeks and, you know, that they've still played incredibly well. That, that says a lot to me about uh, Adam Reynolds. But, yeah, it's a two-horse race for me at the moment. Penrith, Melbourne, and then it's a matter of if Parramatta can sort their September blues out, if the Roosters can find <laughs> form and if Cronulla can sort themselves. So, oh, mate, I agree. I think what one of you just said, the Sharkies, like after week five, I was sitting there going, this team could win a comp this year. Like if, yeah. if they get a good draw come finals time and they're all fit, they could give it a real shake. But this Panthers side, what they've done over the last three years, I think they're honestly starting to push into the realm of one of the most dominant um, teams over a period we've seen. Um, obviously lost the grand final, won it last year. If they manage to win it again this year and go back-to-back from three grand finals in a row, incredibly impressive. And 
they're not slowing down either, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we are almost completely out of time. So we'll do a quick game and uh, wrap it up. <laughs> All right, who won last year's uh, Wally Lewis medal in the State of Origin? Is that like Player of the Series? Player of the Series, yeah. Oh. Um, Guru? It's one of two. Uh, do you want me to let you you, you guys guess first? <laughs> <laughs> they won't get it. I reckon Trell. Yeah, I'd say. Oh, yeah. I'll go Tom. Turbo. I'll go Turbo to be different. It is Turbo. Uh, yeah, Tommy T. Yeah. He uh, did. One of the two. <laughs> All right, uh, Mr. Guru, spruik yourself before we go. Where can we hear you? Yeah, guys, find me on the Rugby League Guru podcast or on the Bloke in a Bar podcast every Monday doing a review of every single round and then Instagram, Facebook. We recently jumped on TikTok. Good God, that's a scary place, boys. Oh, that excellent. is terrifying. <laughs> so, yeah, all social medias, type Rugby League Guru in there and you'll, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll see my melon somewhere. Awesome. Beautiful. All right, thank you, everyone, and up uh, blues. <laughs> you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 